Thank you, Kate, and thank you, Candy, for reading. And uh, our thanks to the choir for a very inspirational anthem that uh, really fits so beautifully into our theme this morning. And it's too warm for a jacket. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that as we reflect upon your word, we may know not only what it says, but what it means for our lives, how we should respond. So, Lord, touch our minds and our spirits with your Holy Spirit. For we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. But I wonder whether you've ever stopped to think why Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. I mean, maybe he wasn't sitting on it properly to start with. Or maybe he was a bit tired and he fell asleep. Or it may be, of course, that a rather attractive young lady came past and he just sort of lost it for a moment. But it may be that the wall hadn't been built properly in the first place. If the builders hadn't used the plumb line, then the wall wouldn't have been truly vertical. And if they hadn't used a spirit level, it wouldn't have been truly horizontal. You know, the prophet Amos was not the only prophet in the Old Testament to refer to God's measuring lines. He refers specifically to a plumb line here, but Isaiah on two occasions talks about a measuring line. But Amos, of course, was a prophet who lived about 750 years before the time of Jesus. Uh, he exercised this ministry of prophecy in what we call the northern kingdom, uh, Israel, and uh, he, served, he shared with the people several visions that came from God, showing how out of line the nation was with God's will. And he was quite specific about some of the things that were going wrong. He talked about the rich who were oppressing the poor. He talked about traders who were being dishonest, using false weights and measures. He talked about judges who were accepting bribes. And he talked about wealthy people who were just being very self-indulgent and seemed to have no awareness at all of how their lifestyle was impacting on the lives of the most vulnerable people. The whole nation was steering its way to disaster. Amos had already shared two visions with his people. One was that vision about uh, some locusts uh, devouring the crops. And then there was a vision of fire burning up water and land. But on each occasion, as Amos shared those uh, visions with them, he went on to say that no, God will not punish you this time. God will be patient. But this time, when he talks about the plumb line, his words are much more serious. And he says, disaster will come. God will punish. And disaster did come. It happened very specifically in the year 721 BC when the Assyrians, that great uh, neighboring nation, uh, invaded and took away the people of the northern kingdom of Israel that comprised of the 10 of the 12 tribes of Israel, never to be restored. And still you'll hear some people talk occasionally about the lost 10 tribes of Israel. That's where that phrase comes from, that historical event. But in Amos's terms was God's judgment on people who had let their national life and their personal life slip from God, what, what God intended. 
and the disaster came. Of course, the people of Israel ought to have known how to serve God, oughtn't they? They had the Ten Commandments. And Amos wasn't the first prophet. There have been many other prophets who'd spoken very uh, clearly and sometimes forcefully. And, but they had drifted into disobedience on a big scale. And that part of the nation was doomed forever. I know that some of you will be uh, familiar with these words that come from an interview just over 20 years ago now. They're words that came from the lips of Anne, uh, Anne Graham Lotz, who was Billy Graham's daughter. And the interviewer on that occasion asked Anne how a good God could have let the awful terrorist attack of 9-11 take place. And Anne's reply was this. She says, I say that God is also angry when he sees something like this. The terrorist attack, you remember, killed about 3,000 people and left countless other people injured quite seriously. But Anne went on to say this. She said, I would say that for several years now, in America, we have, in a sense, shaken our fists at God. We said, God, we want you out of our schools. We want you out of our government. We want you out of our business. We want you out of our marketplace. And God, who is a gentleman, has quietly backed out of our national and our political life and our marketplace, removing his hand of blessing and protection. We need to turn to God first and say, God, we are sorry. We are sorry that we've treated you in this way and we invite you now to come back into our national life. We put our trust in you. I think those are very powerful words for reflection, not just for American people following 2001, but for any nation of the world and not least for our own nation here in Great Britain. Because if we build a society uh, which ignores God's plumb line, then we are inevitably heading for disaster. We can't listen to that vision of Amos about the plumb line without doing some sort of reflection and self-examination. In the last decade, we have watched the House of Commons uh, appear to lose the ability to debate with decency and with politeness and instead fall into the trap of vitriolic character assassination. It certainly wasn't a good experience either to watch a former Prime Minister telling lies on a number of occasions and then saying sorry, but doing something again and clearly not understanding what the word sorry means. But equally, it was not good to realise that people up and down the land in large numbers were saying, well, it doesn't matter if you tell a few lies. We watched secretaries of state, some of the top leaders in our nation, bully their staff into submission. We've seen politicians making rules for people to keep, for all people to keep, but then blithely ignoring some of those rules themselves. We've watched as one or two uh, leaders in various aspects of life have got caught out with bad behaviour and finally have offered their resignations, not because they had done anything wrong, they thought, but because they were becoming an embarrassment to their organisation and they felt they better quit. 
and sometimes a government inquiry has been set up to try and unravel the truth of some of these things at a huge and tremendous cost. When plain crookedness and blatant uh, evil was pretty obvious to any fair-minded person. We do not need government inquiries at vast expense, taking several years and running to several hundred pages with rather inconclusive conclusions sometimes at the end in order to decide whether something is right or wrong. If it is moral, it is right. If it is immoral, it is wrong. And the cost of a Bible is less than a fiver, much less than the cost of a government inquiry. What example are we putting in front of our children as they grow up? And the consequence of ignoring God's measuring lines, the consequence is seen as one institution after another faces losing the trust of many people. Parliament and democracy, the Metropolitan Police Force, and a few others, the monarchy, the BBC and other organisations as well. Our society is deeply adrift. And in some cases, the trust in these institutions has become so shaken that it's hard for them to function properly. And sometimes even their future existence is called into question. I don't know whether you know the name of the well-respected economist, John Maynard Keynes, he was a well-respected uh, economist in the 1930s and 1940s, and some of his uh, philosophies have uh, remained pretty true uh, for many years ahead. But on one occasion, he strayed a little bit beyond the field of economics, and he made this statement about behavior and about ethics. He says, mine is the lucky generation, inheriting the social benefits of a, a shared faith across society from our parents. But we have not yet reached the inevitable decadence that would be the consequence of an abandonment of that faith. Those words were quite prophetic. And decades later, we can see that some of that decadence has indeed happened. Are we building on rock or on sand? And during those years when John Maynard Keynes was... Uh, a well-respected and active economist, there was, across the nation, very often a common vision for a future based on Christian principles. But now, of course, the baseline for making any decision on what is done so often seems to be, will it make me happy? Never mind us. What about me? You know that every year there is a parliamentary breakfast held in the Palace of Westminster attended by several hundred leaders in politics and Christian leaders. And last year, uh, the speaker at that breakfast was the Reverend Les Isaacs. Les Isaacs is well known for being the founder of the Street Pastor Organization. And uh, Les Isaacs spoke on that occasion about the subject of integrity, truth, and God's word. And within days, we had a political collapse. One of the ministers who was attending that breakfast felt he had to offer his resignation as a result of some of his action followed by some of his colleagues and inevitably after that by the prime minister you know just speaking about God's truth 
exposes falsehood. Just speaking about it, saying it, declaring it out loud. Like the people of Israel, we have received God's measuring lines, God's plumb lines. We too have the Ten Commandments. We have the wisdom of the Proverbs. We have the stirring message of some of the prophets. Not to mention, of course, the two great commandments of Jesus and his very searching words in the um, Sermon on the Mount and those words particularly about the way of blessedness. It's all there. God has hung his plumb line down clearly enough for us to see what it is and what it means for us. The question is, are we willing to measure ourselves and our society against it? And sadly, of course, this drift from God's way and God's command and God's standards uh, and some of the moral foundations of our national life has been taking place at a time when the Christian church has become weaker, smaller numerically, less influential, and sadly less trusted by many people. Partly because some people want to get at the Christian faith, but partly because of our own failures as Christian people and some of the scandals that have hit our church. We are not in a position of strong integrity to speak a word of truth in the way that we should be. It's easy to point a wagging finger at a fallen prime minister or people in public life uh, where things have gone wrong or where morals are at sixes and sevens. It's not quite so easy to face up to an honest assessment of our own behavior as Christian people, is it? God's word of judgment speaks clearly to us. And the judgment comes if we forget the plumb line. But thankfully, Jesus made it very clear that God actually wants to bless us. It's not God's will that we should fall into judgment and uh, disaster. He doesn't want us to become victims of our own self-destructive tendencies. That's why he not only sets standards for us, but sent us a saviour. Well, you may think I've been rather negative this morning. Let me finish on a positive note. For several years, when I lived in part of London, it was a part of London well known for its social disorder and its crime. In the five years that I was there, I think we had four or five murders within a mile of where I lived. I used to visit several schools regularly to take assemblies and to take RE lessons. And each school reflected something of the pain and the disorder of society around us. But there was one of the schools that stood rather head and shoulders above all the others uh, for goodness and its general atmosphere and its ethos. It was the Roman Catholic primary school. And on one occasion, the head teacher said to me, spelt out the philosophy of the school in a simple sentence or two. She said, we work here on the principle that God is our father and that if God is our father, we are brothers and sisters together. And they endeavoured to follow that mantra, both as pupils and as staff. And it worked. And it was palpable when you went in as a visitor. God can and God does bless us when we use the plumb line that he has set. 
Charlie is going to come and lead us in this song of 